for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Tuesday, May 29th, 2012, episode 37 of Attack of the Androids. Check us out every week over at attackoftheandroids.com. My name's Matt Lee. Joining me tonight, live in full HD color, in a big black bar, we got Eric Finkenbeiner. What's up, man? Howdy. We got Joey Kelly. What's up, man? Good evening, sports fans. Oh, sorry. We got oh, Seth Herringer. What's up, man? Hey, Matt. Good hey, to Seth. be here. Good to have you. This is it. You guys can watch live. We got a chat room. Interact with us if you'd like over, like I said, attackoftheandroids.com slash live. You can even leave us a message, 406-204-4687. Give us a call and say, hey, I fully agree slash disagree with insert topic here, insert episode number here. That's all. Uh, Starting things out, Seth, phone of the moment, hit me. Well, it's definitely the Galaxy S3. Uh, you know, that's just coming out this week, um, at least in Europe and things like that. They're saying it might come out in the U.S. Uh, starting in, you know, June sometime, uh, maybe June 28th. I forget the exact date. Uh, so, yeah, that's sort of the, that's definitely the phone of the moment. People are, you know, our first reviews dropped this week. Uh, the Verge and Engadget had reviews. Um, those are some of the big ones. A couple other sites had them, too, but... Um, so yeah, I mean, well, Seth, I would like yeah. to mention that the Washington Post uh, kind of disagrees with with your thoughts on well, the. Well, no, that's actually that's actually the Verge review. The Washington well, Post repost. does a lot of work with the Verge, and so okay. that's Vlad. That's still Vlad Savov's review. Okay, um, well then, the Verge which, disagrees with you, which is interesting because he, uh, you know, Vlad wrote an interesting piece when he first saw it uh, at the release in England. Where he said, you know, something like Samsung, you broke my heart, because he wanted um, a lot more from it, like I did. Really? Because the headline here says technological triumph. Yeah, which makes me wonder if he wrote that. Because if you actually read the <laughs> article, uh, you know how it is. Like, maybe yeah, our post for editors, where they just yeah title it whatever they want. Completely right? lie, <laughs> allegedly. Well, I'm just I'm kidding, not, but seriously, yeah, I'm not saying it was lying. But, no, I know, I'm messing. Um, you know, I so. I, I mean, here's the here. Let's just cover some of the basic things, right? The screen, sure. which is one of the things I had a big problem with, is is better than the Nexus, they say, but still not great, right? With the pentile screen, you can see some pixelation. Uh, the viewing angles aren't as nice as the One X. So it sounds like we sort of exactly where we were expecting the screen to be, right? Well, and so honestly, the they they're not going to say it's worse. <laughs> oh. And he's back. All right, that's once. That's once. We're keeping track, uh, sending bug reports to the mothership uh, for every time our hangout goes. Oh snap! And then so uh, every time, about? every time the hangout dies, take a drink. Take a drink and take a screen cap of me. <laughs> that's a ridiculous pastime. <laughs> Jeremy started. Thank you. All right. So it's actually you taking a drink. 
<laughs> is the snapshot. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, so, so Matt, what were you saying? I was saying that they're not going to say I mean they have to say it's better than the phone that just came out six months ago because if it's not then what have they been doing you know like I I don't know I feel like no, that's but even just the, even, default even the reviewers who I don't think care about that sort of stuff well, are saying sure. the screen maybe is like a little bit improved like sort of like the next I don't want to say the next generation because the next generation would be a non-pentile screen but sort of the next you know even iteration is maybe the net the lower term I don't know but it's sort of the next little incremental baby step towards you know something a little better. Like they re they re they rejiggered some of the color balance and they rearranged some of the subpixels. They say and they try to say it's a better screen. And the most ridiculous thing you ever heard is Samsung says they did it because the green I think it's the green pixels last longer or maybe they last less long. I forget what it is. But so they're doing it to like prolong the screen life. You know, I'm doing air quotes. So those are Before you get dead pixels, or what? What? What yeah, screen right. so life? They are... say that the quality of the screen stays like high quality longer because I forget. I think it's the green, but don't quote me on that. One of the one of the subpixel layers uh, like dies faster, and so they said that uh, if you do it the um, oh RGB RGB yeah, RGBR so right. I'm trying. I'm trying to think what the uh, I'm trying to think of what the pentile sub-arrangement pixel is, but anyways. Do the math. The one that has more of it is the one that lasts longer. You know, they, they, they repeat one of those sub-pixels a lot. And so that's the one that lasts, that apparently lasts a really long time with this AMOLED screen technology. So now they're claiming to do it for better screen life, which seems ridiculous to me because no one has the screen, no one really keeps their phone longer than two years, two or three years anyway. So, But okay, so the screen, somewhat disappointing. Um, but, you know, still pretty good. Uh, the camera better than we thought is what it sounds like. Um, still the same technology as they had before, but the software apparently makes things take a little better, a little better pictures and things like that. Yeah, you can do a lot in the software to make up for a lack of Carl's eyes. Yeah, lens so basically the same, you know, the same sensor, the same optics, but they they they're pretty happy with the the camera. Um, the processor is you know pretty amazing. I don't think anyone doubted that. It's exactly what we expected it to be. Um, it, you know, it's it's better than the uh, the Snapdragon. Boy, my brain's, my brain's blank is tonight on the name of the other pick. The one, the chip in the One X, um, the S four, I think. Um, and so, uh, you know, it, it's it's better than that, and everyone was expecting it to be quite a bit better in graphics. Everyone's expecting it to be. Um, so, but what the problem about- is, is that it, the U.S. version will have that Snapdragon S four chip in it. Uh, so we'll have to see how that translates into the galaxy you know the, the bigger screen although they're pushing the same amount of pixels so it shouldn't be that big of a deal but so what about all the see- what about all the software people are are mentioning they're they're saying that the whole <clears throat> the whole list of enhancements they've built in the s beam the s memo the s planner the s voice the smart play or smart stay excuse me uh direct call they have a, a limited term exclusive of the Flipboard Android app, which I believe everybody has. <laughs> everybody that yeah, wanted I, it. You know, I just really we don't have to go through them all, but really short. No one cares. Fifty gigs of free Dropbox yeah, storage. That's actually the only thing people care about. <laughs> right. Fifty gigs of free storage. Right. And right. Honestly, like if you read some of the reviews, the number one software is like, "Ooh, we got fifty gigs of free storage." Yeah, because like, the rest of it, it's bloatware. Nobody it wants it's it, just, dude. No one cares. Nobody. Uh, uh, like no one cares. I, Samsung again. We talked about this before, but you're an idiot. Like the whole company, you're an and that's why uh, we never get phones to review. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. But really, reasons. it's like Samsung. Come on, 
quit doing the software that no one cares about. I mean, there has been some, you know, this S voice, right? It actually is really interesting. The Verge did a comparison where they would hold it's down the not, iPhone 4S. It's not that. Would... It's gimmicks, dude. They're, it's all. It's face to unlock, face unlock or whatever all over again. It's useless. No, I agree, but I'm like, just saying, like, look at what my phone does, and that's no. the last time you use it. That's Here's all my point. My point is that if you're the sort of person that needs to have Siri, right? If Siri is like you're buying. <laughs> that's why. If that's the reason you buy you're a phone, right? If, you're like, if that's the reason you won't go to Android is because it doesn't have Siri. <laughs> S Voice actually looks like it's Ugh. not terrible, but not as good as Siri. It's garbage. It's gimmicky garbage. We don't. No, I, man, I agree with you, but I'm just saying that for some people, they may right. really want to be able to schedule, schedule a calendar event with their voice or set a timer sure. with their voice or whatever. And does it. It looks from the videos I saw. It looks like it does it okay, uh, but not as good as Siri. So, from the live demos I saw, it, it, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah, and so I mean I don't know. So that's the screen. Everyone says it feels cheap and plasticky. No one likes the bot. No one likes the feel of it. That's Samsung. My Galaxy yeah, Nexus is the same way, you know. But it's... people do like you know uh, you know here now here's the sort of the interesting controversy part is. The touch, wi- I mean, not the yeah, the touch whiz. Um, yeah, right, touch whiz. I'm trying to make sure I have the right night skin. I was like, Samsung. No yeah, Samsung. The touch, touch whiz. Yeah, the touch whiz skin. Uh, people have varying views about it. Some actually really like it, and some people don't mind it. And I didn't really see any reviews that said they hated it. So it sounds like for some, finally, Samsung came up with a skin that was decent. And to some people, some reviewers I respect even said that it improved their experience, which really surprised me. So it sounds like it's still pretty heavy skinned. Although I think maybe think Engadget didn't like it. I think that's the one review that, that said they really didn't like it at all. If I remember right. Uh, so it's still pretty heavy skinned. If you're someone who likes vanilla like I do, it's probably not you're not gonna love it. Hopefully there are ROMs quickly that hit it for it. We still don't know what the hacking community can do with it. But some people Whatever like they it. want. That's what they'll do no, with it. Yeah, some people like it. I mean like it's really odd because they got rid of the multitasking button, which is sort of a main button in Ice Cream Sandwich, and they just replaced it with the old like press hold down the home screen button, which seems really stupid to me. But you know, apparently they apparently they said it works and it makes sense and it's okay. And so I, I don't know about that. I I still think that they should get rid of the dedicated buttons. I think they should just go with the regular Ice Cream Sandwich. What's Matt? What are you holding up, Matt? Showing you the buttons. Oh yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so anyways, it's I, I don't like that, but I haven't gotten to play with it yet. And someone, you know, I I don't think Vlad's a really good phone reviewer, and he seemed to like it somewhat. And so, some I'm not people gonna, uh, in the comments, I'm not, hold my, I'm not gonna say my judgment until I I get to really hold on to one and, and play with the touch with a little. Bit. Well, yeah, and like we've said before, it depends what you're coming from. It, that that seems to weigh heavily depending on whether or not you like the. Uh, whatever skin they're using. It, it really depends on what you're used to, what you came over from. So, um, yeah, well, uh, I think that's probably right. Yeah. Um, speaking of screens, did you see the uh, new LG screen that, that came out or is coming out? The, the AHIPS, which means Advanced High Performance In-Plane Switching Technology. Uh, this is supposed to really rival the uh, Retina display of the iPhone. Which it's about time, right? We really haven't seen... I mean, the the One X is really pretty, but we really haven't seen anything on the Android side that that has come 
you know, toe to toe with with that retinal display. Uh, have I we? think the One X comes toe to toe with the retinal display. You think so? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, is so this, the, is this, this is a 1080p. Is this a 1080p screen? This is a, a five-inch full HD LCD panel, 1080p, 440 yeah. PPI at 1920 by 1080. This is the same resolution as. Let me see if you guys can see this as my widescreen here. Like this is this is my the the recorder we use, and that's at the same resolution. And this is in a five-inch device, so is that's gonna that's gonna be anybody cool. else. What, Joey? Overkill, you think? Does that, yeah, it seems like it's a little bit overkill. I mean... When is yeah, technology okay. not overkill? Isn't that the point? Like, we're going to beat this and we're going to just overkill it, you know? Well, yeah, but I mean, the problem with higher resolution screens on devices is that if you get something that is designed for a lower resolution screen, when you upscale it, it never works properly. Sure. Yeah. So then you, you have to get there, things remade for the proper resolution or, uh, again. Right. And once again, PCs where you can try to change the monitor settings to to fit the device, uh, you don't have that capability on on the Android platform. Or well, it doesn't appear you do. Let me ask you this: Why isn't anybody going the route of vector graphics and just letting the program decide what size it should be? It seems. I mean, I'm not a programmer per se, but it seems like that's a no brainer, right? Make it scale. I believe it's CPU intensive or GPU intensive. Maps does it fairly well. Google Maps. I mean, all of those panels that you see when you're not using terrain or not terrain, but a you know map overlay mode when it's just the drawings. Those are all vector based and they render really perfectly. I think. I don't know. I, I mean, Joey, I, I think you have a good point. It's particularly in that you know you're going to be driving more pixels. You're going to be driving more battery. It's going to number one require you to have a higher GPU and it's, it's going to kill your you battery to- life. Yeah, it's going to probably require it. It's going to require the battery to drive more pixels too. So the question is, is uh, I mean, here's my my thought on it is, you know, we didn't really know what we were missing until we saw a 720p screen, right? Like a 720p screen on a, even on a four inch phone or a five inch phone is, is amazing. A four point, I guess, four point six five is the smallest we have right now. It's a pretty amazing looking experience, you know, coming up from even the nine sixty or whatever it was. Um, I think that was the biggest before that, and so. Um, and now, you know, maybe the same thing will happen when we go to 1080p. Maybe, we, but, I mean, there is a point where you just can't see. You're right, right? There's the, you know, retina, because that means we can't see, what is it, less than 300, pic- more than 300 pixels per inch or something like that, and this is way up, like, 450 or something. So whether, it'll just be interesting to take the 1X, sit down with it, and then apply and then compare it to this and really see what they look like. Well, the other thing on that subject, one of the most common requests or complaints I get from people that I have set up with a new or uh, computer or a new monitor or whatnot uh, is how do I make the picture bigger? And there are people out there that are running these insanely huge wide screens at 1024 by 768. These screens are scratched and skewed all the heck the proportions are screwed way up, and they have Nothing twelve works. mega. They have a twelve megapixel picture of their baby <laughs> as their background, just grinding up the RAM. <laughs> well, probably, but but it, my point being that there's a certain size that people just, particularly those that are older, they just can't see sure. anything smaller than that. So you keep jacking up the resolution on these screens. The screens aren't getting any physically bigger 
by the time you actually start uh, making apps to run on these larger resolution screens, the, the icons and whatnot that you have to tap are going to be so small that you're not going to be able to get them with your finger. Yep. At some point. I'm not saying we're there yet, but if this continue, if that trend continues, there's going to be a backlash. And it doesn't matter how good the screen is, is if it's completely unusable. Yep. You need screens you can control with your mind. I'm waiting for that. Well, yeah, I just watched you the, use your finger. the Avengers movie the other night. And, like, that thing that Stark uses, that like, here it is on your phone, and then, boom, there it is, surrounding you, you know, like that, and it's fully interact. That's that's what I want. Screw the glasses or the glass. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be the first smartphone display capable of full HD TV quality in mobile, in a mobile. So there. So hey, uh, so, so there. I got a question for you about this uh, about this One X versus the Galaxy S3. Oh sure. Because I I don't have the ability to to hold either of these in my hand, but just reading through these specs, one thing that I see is a huge uh, drawback from the One X is the. Uh, the memory you can't you can't add more uh, storage via micro SD. Is that right? There's no expandability slot on there. On the One X, yeah, you're right about that. What's what up do you with think that? Because I, Galaxy... I use my external storage a lot. Like I, I buy 32 gigabyte cards and I throw my music, my movies on there. I'm using it quite a bit, and I think that would be kind of restrictive to you know to only have what like eight gigs or whatever. Of storage well, I think you can buy it up with 30, maybe 64 at the most. There's certainly 32. I forget what it is. I, I got to disagree oh, really? on that one, Eric. Um, the more I use the smartphone, uh, the less I find that I'm dependent on my traditional movie and whatnot, uh, down, uh, movie or actually, I'm sorry, music downloads. I do more and more streaming through services like Pandora and Amazon MP3 well, and, you, uh, and Google Music. You know the the Galaxy Nexus doesn't have one either, and I I don't I don't notice it really. You know, it's it's not something really? that I think about. But then again, it's a thirty two gig model, and I'm using the majority of my my apps via, like Joey said, the streaming, and I'm I'm using you know Google Music with a very small fraction of the music actually living on the device, and you know. Netflix I have on it. I don't really use it for that though. It's it's my phone kind of, you know, my tablet is where the rest of that stuff is and the Prime does have a, you know, an expandable port. So I mean, to give you an idea, Eric, I had a 4 gig card in my Nook Color that was formatted to run the operating system which was CyanogenMod um and it was also all the data storage as well. And uh, it was only it was four gigs total for everything, and I think it was only a little over two gigs. It was actually a data partition, and I had at one point I think fourteen or sixteen podcasts that I was listening to, and I had I think four or five episodes of each one stacked up before <laughs> the card ran out of space. Wow, I think that I maybe I'm the exception to the rule then. Because I I probably have two gigs just of podcasts on my uh, on my device. Well, that's so what I, about what I, I don't I had, know, but it was it, but it was over such an amount of time that any normal mm. person. The only reason why they built up that much was that I quit listening to them. And if I hadn't quit 
uh, listening to them, I would have uh, continued to work that that number down, and it never would have gotten that high. You know, Eric, I think you make an interesting point in that. You know, everyone has their own different needs, right? And I think it's it's better, obviously, if phone, if phones can do it, to have the removable back. A, so you can put the SD card in. I think that's important. If you know, especially if you're already invested in a 32 gigabyte SD card, that's probably you're probably going to want to be able to put it in your next phone, right? Um, so that's better. And then also, more importantly, I think they have the removable back for the battery, which to me is actually seems to be pretty important. Um, and that when the HTC One X came out, I, I criticized it for not having removable back. And the and the uh, S3 does have a removable back, which is I think really important. Like I said. Because then, if you're halfway through the day and you're a heavy, you know, phone user, then you can keep uh, using your phone. Just whip the battery in, whip the battery out, um, and you're good to go. So I agree with you that that's a that's a pretty big selling point. Yeah, but does anybody actually do that? I I carry around extra batteries for my HTC Incredible when I go somewhere. That's incredible. <laughs> I gotta think, Seth. I think you're the exception on that one. <laughs> All right, so I, I hear of a lot of folks that do that that carry around the extra batteries. I don't, I don't, I personally don't, but maybe, maybe it's maybe it's something that's not mainstream to geeks, and yeah, who knows? You know, I'll tell you what. I was actually pretty impressed with my GeneX today. I was uh, having to use a different truck for my route, and the the cell phone charger didn't work. And I was like, uh oh, <laughs> this is. So I didn't like I usually drive around with Waze on because I'm a social driver and I so I didn't do any of that but aside from that regular use I got a good 10 hours out of you know the out of the charge so I, I was really surprised because usually it's just plugged in using uh, the GPS and whatnot they're getting better and uh so let's anybody have any other uh, comments on the the LG screen or the S3 or anything uh we've discussed up until now? Anyone? Nope, but I'm ready for my comment of the moment. All right, Joey, if you can adjust your volume loud enough for everybody to hear it, give us your comment of the moment. How about this? Thank you. All right. Comment of the moment. Okay, now this is a, uh, something I found on Woot, W-O-O-T, one of my favorite sites. I get a daily digest of what they're running for current deals and such. And this was a $49 7-inch refurbished tablet. $49. Now, again, I'm going to grant you that it was not, shall we say, uh, the greatest of statistics running a very old version of uh, Android. I think it was 2.2. Uh, so you're not talking up-to-date. You're talking about 2 gigs total storage. I uh, don't even know if it had any expandability. I, uh, I think it did. But we're talking low-end. I grant you that, yes, this is not a competitor to the iPad. But what it is is a 7-inch device that I would feel more than comfortable handing to a 14-year-old, a 9-year-old, a 7-year-old, and saying, here, play with this. Is this is this the start of the devices that we see that become so cheap people are buying a bunch of them and they're just living in every room of the house and they're just they're disposable at that point and they're everywhere and they're they're your $90 universal remote or your Netflix tablet or you know whatever they become more ubiquitous in our day-to-day life just because of how cheap they are and we're buying just a ton of them it's like sensors that, will they'll yeah. be everywhere uh, eventually that, that's where I see this going. Yeah, it's interesting. I see th- that we're heading towards the 
smaller, less capable tablet, maybe you only do one thing with it, or maybe only a series right. of very small things. But, I mean, the 10-inch the Transformer Primes and, and iPad 3s and, and, and whatnot, they're aiming to be almost a laptop replacement. Yeah. Well, what if you didn't have a laptop replacement? What if you had a single-function 7-inch? You know, and, and that kind of puts the idea on its head. You know, rather than having a laptop that replaces a desktop, you know, the quote-unquote desktop replacement laptop, what if you had a netbook? It does 75 to 80% of what probably the normal person would ever do on a computer, and it does it in a smaller, cheaper, easier-to-carry package. See, the only the, – the biggest benefit I see here is that, you know, I, I, have a, I have a niece back home. And the last time I was there and I saw her, she had my phone and she was playing Angry Birds on it. Um, and, you know, I love her, but little kids have, you know, dirty, sticky hands and it sort of you know, grosses me out a little bit. So for 49 bucks, if I could give her something that just plays Angry Birds and then I say, you know, what, have fun, kid. I'll see you later. I see value in that. But I see very little value above something like that, above that use case, just because these things look like cheap plastic pieces of junk. Yeah, but you know what? It would check your email. It would surf the web. It would play music. What's not to love? All right, so let's let's keep that, that little bit of hype going, talking about these tablets. We have an Amatic made this is a 119 dollar ics tablet named <laughs> the steel okay s-t-e-a-l not e-e-l because i'm sure it's made of plastic um is that remington steel <laughs> no it's the device full name is the e-glide mm, for her and him steel the e-glide steel and it's a seven inch uh Running ICS, not too bad. At... Next week they're going to come out with a lighter one. It's going to be the e uh, aluminum. E aluminum. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, they have uh, a gig of RAM, four gigs internal storage, and a micro SD. So that's not too bad. They what they don't mention is the resolution or the screen. So don't expect too much there, but. For 119 bucks, what what more do you want? It's, it's going to be better than the fire, maybe. Who knows? Uh, then also, speaking of these little tablets, we got the Curio Seven. This is interesting. I think that, that this is Toys R Us getting in the mix with, and they're they're selling it as the ultimate Android tablet for families. Now, what does that mean, Joey? The ultimate Android tablet for families. It's a robust, app-enabled, kid-friendly tablet. Safe web browsing and all that. Um, I think it's probably something aimed specifically at those that have small children. They probably It probably has some sort of aggressive uh, parental control setup, um, would be my guess. It's probably ultra... Uh, sensitive to, or ultra robust against abuse, uh, abuse. You know, uh, able to take a beating. Well, and how uh, cool would it be if you think about it this way? If you have one that's the central, that's the server, and then you have screens almost, just little consoles 
that are like the satellites, and each child gets a console, you run the server, and from there, it's your baby monitor, it's your audio video, it's your everything. And you can control all of the devices or individual from that one spot. There well, you go. This is what you were kind of alluding to where it's the $50 device that you slap in every room. That's everywhere, right? But it does, and it replaces, uh, to give it a, a high point, some of those devices that you're buying anyway that are disposable. Your baby monitors is a great example. These devices were made to spy on us. Like, come on, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, one thing I've been looking at, um, actually, it just kind of hit me here as I'm standing here. Uh, or what's that here? Um, I bought a seven-inch photo frame not too long ago for my mother, um, for her Mother's Day present. And the seven-inch photo frame isn't really seven inches. It's more like five because of the way the screen is measured versus and the size of the bezel. So if I had bought her a seven-inch cheap tablet, it would have the ability to lock into a screensaver that screensaver could pull from different sources of pictures. And if I did it right, I could run something like Dropbox on there, and I could actually drop new pictures into a Dropbox folder, which would sync over the Wi-Fi, download the pictures onto the tablet, and constantly have a stream of new pictures. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and the irony was the whole thing was uh, $40 plus shipping. And, you know, no Wi-Fi capability, and then I had to buy an SD card to stick in the slot. I don't like... I have a... An, a you know, a picture frame, whatever, also, too, and they're, they're just... I never even use it because they're such a pain to manage and to update. And the... Tablets are nice, though, because you can... I mean, a cheap tablet would be a good picture frame. Like, I've got this touchpad. Um, you can set it up on a stand and have it be a, you know, the same sort of deal, but a lot more functional. Or just staple Wi-Fi connected and all that stuff. Staple gun it to the wall. <laughs> good to go. But yeah, Joey, 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 pretty much hit this one on the head. That most parents, they say in this article um, on Market Watch, that they're reluctantly to, they're reluctant to hand over their own expensive tablets to their children, uh, and with good reason. Not only are they concerned about the device being damaged. Uh, there's also a real danger that their kids will be able to access inappropriate content or purchase hundreds of apps uh, unimpeded. The Curio 7 solves this problem elegantly and easily by giving parents the peace of mind they want and the kids the feature-packed tablet they're clamoring for. We need one! What happened to your Nintendo DS? Remember when you needed one of those? But Just Daddy. saying. Batman. This feels like those. Uh, this feels like those like, back in the day when laptops, you know, were first coming out, and kids wanted laptops. So a netbook, like VTech, and all these other <laughs> yeah, companies yeah. came out with these like really oh. horrible like uh, laptop knockoffs. Wasn't there one called the Spell It? And it was like I was still growing uh, up when those came out. Those things were horribly uh, atrocious. I had one, and it made me smart. <laughs> <laughs> parents uh, take this as a like note a of what to, not to do nice it's like a way to steal parents money yeah pretty much like, right go in that know, app just get them just get them a nook go the joey route just buy a nook, <laughs> the a nook joey off route. Of craigslist and call it a day 
<laughs> Pull a Joey and call it I, a day. I got to admit, though, to be honest with you, the $50 one probably got 90% of the features and 0% of the hassle of getting the Nook color to work to your satisfaction. Just a thought. Yeah, probably. All right, and then the other tablet uh, I wanted to mention was, what do you guys think of? Where We're going to start the hype early on this one. The Google Asus Nexus 7-inch device. Here we go. Start your hype engines. I'm excited. Oh, yes, please. My inner geek redneck now. I can't help but not be excited. I have to be excited. Uh, They had a benchmark that uh, came out, a, a little benchmark table. Two previously unconfirmed rumors seem to be more than likely as though they're the real deal. Uh, The first one is that Google is, in fact, working on putting its stamp of approval on an Android tablet. And second, that the tablet in question is made by Asus. Right? we've, We've been hearing those rumors for pretty much since the Transformer Prime came out, I feel like. I mean, that's been here and there, so... Uh, the 7-inch device is hopefully, they say, going to be powered by the Tegra 3 and have a 720p res that sure looks like what everyone's been expecting. So The thing is, is this Be- still comes down to price. Between 150 and $200. That's right under the Kindle Fire. Wapow! Yeah! How's that little, how's your little processor, Kindle Fire? Speaking of fires... How's that? How's that going? How many cores you got, buddy? How many little cores is in there? Is that essential? I will. I will buy this. How will you use them? (laughs) Is that? I'll buy this for my mom. Is that an Intel Centrino? Yeah, this is the mom and dad tablet rocking the Intel Centrino Mobilio. So start the hype. It looks sexy with the Nexus and the Asus. I mean, I have one right here, (laughs) and look. Here, look, that's broken. You see that? Oh, no, you can see that. That part, the top of the bezel, it completely cracked. So, how's your hardware? Stupid beta testing Transformers did you, Prime did you for unlock it? $500. No. Oh, good. Well, then, isn't that covered under the warranty? Yeah, it was, like, uh, three months ago. That warranty oh, expired. Only... I got it when Ooh. it first pretty much came. So, yeah, my warranty is up. I don't know, maybe not. There's no oh, I, check. I thought that the I guess I assumed it was like a year limited warranty or whatever. I assumed is. that Asus was not going to let me down completely and make something worth $500 like the netbook I have from them. It's a beautiful netbook. Not I think so one of the big much. thing, I mean, I think that Google needed to do this cuz it needed to compete with the Fire, right? Sure. So, and this is this looks like this is going to be a pretty good competitor to not be running you know, Amazon sort of odd operating system, like right. you know, overlay. Actually, so you can Google. actually have a, you can actually have an Android tablet. Yeah, so I think that's really good. It looks like it's gonna be good hardware. It looks like it's gonna be a lot better hardware than the Fire, right? Quite a bit <laughs> yeah. better. Uh, so that'll be nice if it's you know. So this, so it's inter- I mean, the reason I like this is because this may push the Fire down to a hundred bucks or something like that. That's right? true, I mean, right? Be, Some more competition. Which would be really interesting. Some competition. Yeah, in the price. So that'd be great. You know, if this comes in at one hundred ninety nine, Fire would have to drop down to. I mean, what is what is the fire now? Is it one fifty? Uh, I don't know. One ninety nine, I think it is. So doesn't have to drop the, down to you one. You can get the refurbs for I think as little as one thirty nine or one forty nine. Yeah, this would have to be one fifty yeah. then. 
uh, yeah, if it's one ninety nine now, let's have to drop to one fifty. Because, anyways, uh, so um, you know, so that's the one thing, right? Google needed to enter this market. I'm glad they did. The second thing is 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 the Jelly Bean operating system on this, uh, which would be Ooh. interesting. People are saying it's called four point one, which means a much minor, more minor upgrade than the ice cream sandwich was, which makes sense, right? They probably shouldn't be releasing major software updates every year. They should maybe wait until the previous software is actually on devices and then well, the thing is, this isn't Google's fault. No, right? I know. Not, not, I know. I know. I'm just saying. I mean, Amazon releases a new software update every year. It's not as big, it's not huge, but it's a new update, basically. So Google... Uh, you know, maybe that's why they're going to their Nexus store, right? To the Play Store, where you can buy phones directly from them, so they can push these updates faster. So it's not scary to buy uh, a Nexus device because you know that it'll get Jelly Bean quickly, right? So, for instance, I'm still considering the Galaxy S3 for lots of reasons, but if I'm more, I kind of want to see what Jelly Bean is going to be like because if it's uh, this amazing upgrade, then maybe I want to wait for a Jelly Bean phone. But if you're buying a Google Nexus phone, then maybe you have less to worry about, right? Because you'll be getting Jelly Bean as fast as is able, hopefully. So anyways, it's interesting to see what will happen with the next version of Android. If it's a big upgrade, a small upgrade, it'll probably be a small upgrade, but you know, what sort of things they can do to this already pretty slick system right now. Yeah, they're almost to the point where, yeah, what else is there? I mean, you can, you can only improve so much performance-wise. I mean, is, if a human writes it, is there such a thing as perfect code? I mean, there's always something that can be, what, optimized, compressed, Fix. I, I don't know. It, it seems like... Anything I write is perfect. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so it seems like it's to that point where it's it's getting fairly bulletproof. I mean, you can always expand on and, and whatnot. But um, speaking of, of selling tablets, we got another uh, player, so to speak, getting in this game uh, with GameStop starting to sell some Android tablets. And... We saw an article, uh, I believe it was a few days ago, <clears throat> just again going over the numbers and the market share, uh, worldwide smartphone market, and we see that Android is, is absolutely on top. And I think this kind of contributes to those numbers, not necessarily in, in smartphones, unless they're counting tablets, but in the overall Android conscious mind you know of of it's in people's minds it's in front of their eyes there's more and more and more and more and toys r us and gamestop and everybody's getting into this this market and it, it's a good thing for android right this fragmentation is for the win all the way i think that's cool yeah i, I don't think this is going to do anything for gamestop no. <laughs> it's GameStop no, trying to save itself, right? Because nobody wants to buy consoles when you can plug in a, a Prime to your TV and have controllers and, and be good for two ninety nine well, for a game. What I think is happening is that they're they're freaking out because you know, I believe I saw an article a few days ago saying that a huge, huge portion of the Diablo three sales were uh direct digital downloads. And if you couple that with uh, game manufacturers doing weird stuff like making it where you can't um, erase like save games. I think we saw that last year. All these things that basically are aimed at killing the uh, the pre-owned uh, market, which is GameStop's bread and butter. 
I think that's what's happening is GameStop seeing the writing on the wall and saying, you know what, maybe we can jump on this tablet thing. But I don't, I don't really see their their margins being there to keep them, you know, afloat. This oh, seems like it's Eric, just going to be a failed oh, Eric, experiment. Eric, Eric, you are so missing something. Help me. Help, gonna... Tell me what I'm missing, Joey. Well, you're missing most of your life, but uh, <clears throat> ooh, uh, hey, no. What you're missing what? is that the, the, each one of these uh, tablets is going. I'm to I'm not editing game. that out. <laughs> Yeah, each one of these tablets is going to come with a uh, uh, a GameStop game. <laughs> you got to be oh. kidding me! Oh, he's <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? I'm gonna lay I'm gonna lay down the truth, and then he gets disconnected. Oh well, I'm eating cookies, so back. whenever you guys are ready. Well, I mean, yeah, I think GameStop is probably a dying company. I wouldn't invest in them if I was anybody, right? <laughs> uh, it's going to either be go like Steam. Companies Steam are Steam is killing it lately. Yeah, companies are trying to make it so you have to have these online codes so you can't buy used games and things like that. I, I mean, GameStop is a dying company. Sorry, it, that whole it seems like a sad thing, though. It's like that Why? whole industry, though, right? Like nobody's. Nobody's going there for gaming. Sega figured it out. They're releasing Sonic. Uh, Rockstar Games figured it out with their their games coming out for Android. And the more you get a better platform... I mean, nobody wanted to develop games really... I almost feel like pre-Tegra before the, the original Transformer because you were kind of still developing for a phone you know now with the tablets and the quad cores and gigs of ram you're you're basically you can you have all of the tools at your disposal that you previously were locked into a console to produce and i think it's it's everybody has their phone with them i always have my tablet with me like that's where it's going nintendo is seeing this in their sales drop i mean how much money have they been losing ridiculous well, I, amounts. I know? disagree and say that all game is going to tablets or phones. Well, I not all. There's there's always going to be that high-end, you know, or or the, the, the demographic that doesn't want to mess with that and just wants to plug it in and have it work and have oh, it play PC DVDs. gaming is doing really well because you can't... It's a totally different sure. experience. Sure, uh, And I think it will remain that way. And that's why Steam is doing so well and things like that. But I, I do think that companies are realizing that yeah, I mean, Eric said that it was sad that GameStop was dying. I don't, I don't quite see why that's the case. It's other than their fault. games, I guess. Well, no, 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 not GameStop per se. I mean, I think GameStop has a lot of, like, it it doesn't garner too much goodwill with gamers because, you know, they don't like some of their business practices. They've pulled, but I guess, some shady stuff. <laughs> they pull in yeah. free game coupons out of boxes. Do you guys remember when they did that? Like, they've pulled some really shady moves, so I, I see why nobody's, like, shedding tears for them. Well, I think it's more of the idea that because they're such a big player in, in this, and in my mind, it, it it's sort of like a... It's a precursor to the pre-owned game market um, going under. I think that's kind of sad, because, for for example, um, I, I'm I'm starting to get into... You know, messing around with some of my old like Game Boy games, pulling them out of storage. I'm gonna try to build a uh, a ROM dumper 
so I can get in there and screw around with the games. If these were all digital, you know, I probably wouldn't even be able to re-download these games, you know, in, in 10 years if Angry Birds is just a no. distant memory, but somebody wants to mess with it, they can't pull out their old copy of Angry, Angry Birds and, and do no. something with it because See, it's think, all digitally distributed. No, I think that's so wrong, though, because, I mean, number one, if it was digitally distributed, you would be able to play it on whatever new... If you bought it before, you'd be able to play it on whatever your new system is, right? It would just sort of happen... You wouldn't have to worry about, like, putting in a new cartridge into a different system. It would still be the same Steam... As long as you had a computer, it would run on Steam. You know what I mean? Works for the Wii. You can get old school Mario and Super Mario and such well, and on, then, on your new Wii. And then the other thing is, is the reason I'm not, I'm not all that upset about use, a used game being lost is because if you look what happened with the Steam sales, right? Every you can pretty much you can I mean you can pretty much guess exactly what a game price will be, right? Skyrim came out was was fifty nine bucks I think originally. Then within three months, they had one of their massive Steam sales. I think it was like thirty-nine bucks. Now they've had another Steam sale, it was like thirty bucks. And the next Steam sale will be like twenty bucks. And then for a couple of years, it'll be twenty bucks. And for the next three or four years, now uh, what happens when Steam goes under? Though? It won't. <laughs> and you have you have an entire library of games. If Steam goes under, you're screwed. That's the only problem. Well, uh, don't yeah, worry. That's... They have enough pressure. They'll run forever. And this is this is my this is my fear with these. With with these sort of operations, hold That's on. Why did I can't you guys just digital. wait? 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 Did you guys just totally walked over his thermodynamics joke? I like that. Enough steam that they'll run. That was good, Joey. Carry on. Huh. Huh. I totally missed that. Yeah. <laughs> that that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Somebody got it. All of these years, I've spent studying railroads, and I finally get a steam joke. That's funny. <sighs> well, you do you know railroads. You, real, you got railroad stuff in your in the back of his. Oh yeah, Reach out there. Oh yeah, over there. Yeah, huh. all my that's my other hobby. When I'm not geeking, I'm training. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. and I used so to I don't know. I I don't think though that. Oh, go ahead, Joey. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt train talk. No, I was gonna say I actually used to hand fire a wooden steam boiler in the middle of a field. Hmm. Yeah, for fun. In August, what? with no shade. Welcome to Maine, folks. Actually, that was in Massachusetts. Actually. Oh, excuse me. I, I mean, Eric, you raise a good point. I mean, what if Steam dies, right? But, I mean, what happens if you buy an Xbox 360 and your Xbox dies? I guess you go buy eBay and buy a new Xbox or something, right? That's what crazy. happens go, if Amazon kills Craigslist. the Prime accounts and I lose my instant video queue? Well, you know, I think if Steam really were to die, they would, I mean, just knowing the company, right, and knowing Gabe, they would... Um, they would find a way to try to give the, give you some sort of solution, like you know, one time download, and then keep, like you just keep everything, and then it'll be there somehow. But it's not. I just don't see that ever happening. A service that popular, the chances of it going out of business are slim to none, in my opinion, yeah. because it would be bought Joey out. Joey just used the too big to fail argument. Well, well, well here's something. Could, fail, I'm just being inflammatory. You know what? I could see. I could see something like, what happens if I buy. I mean, you make a good point. Well, this well, why we get back to Android guys, but <laughs> but I could see something like you know, EA no longer sells games on Steam, right? Like you can't buy Dragon Age two, and you can't buy uh, Mass Effect three. You, you know, there's all these there's all these games you can't buy on Steam anymore because they've got their own origin now. And I could see if we had become so much, you know, all this fragmentation. There we go, back to Android. 
that all these every little company has their own online gaming service that eventually you could come to that problem where some gaming services die out. And then Steam could die out if no games are sold through anymore eventually. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if Yeah, if but the fire refuses, in the, under Steam will always burn hot. No, I know. And Steam has their own. Steam isn't. I mean, they also have their own games like Portal and stuff like that. But anyways, let's go talking about this. Let's go to something Android. Yeah, so so Android, so the, the GameStop tablet. Joey, you were about to enlighten me as to why why this is going to be, you know, a boon for their business. Oh, Explain is it that, to me because I really I am missing it. I didn't really quite figure out when I dropped. Um, the okay, long story made short. They're they're pulling an Amazon. It's going to be their equivalent of the Kindle Fire. It will be the GameStop tablet that will have a GameStop app store that will get GameStop commissions on every game that's sold within the GameStop app on the GameStop tablet. You see the you see where I'm going with this. So in other words, they're going to sell you a device for X amount of dollars. They're going to make a minimal margin on it, but they're going to get a kickback, a significant kickback on a digital download, which costs them effectively nothing and gains them 20, 30, 40% markup uh, on whatever it is that they're selling for. And even if it's only a 15% markup, they didn't have a store that they had to, 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 to use or to have in place to sell that to you. They didn't have to have an employee there to sell it to you. They didn't even have to ask you for your credit card information because you're already signed in with their Steam account. I mean, with their excuse me, with their GameStop account. So, long story made short, you're reducing your overhead, you're reducing your expenses, and you're increasing your margin by you know you're decreasing your margin, but you're also decreasing your expenses so significantly that you're actually increasing your profitability by having a tablet in someone's hand as opposed to having to have a store where they come in and buy used games. I think this I think this looks really good on paper in practice. I don't see it happening. And it, yet it, I get I, comments I all the, the time from people that are untechnologically sophisticated about how much they love their Kindle Fire. Because Amazon has a huge Amazon already has a huge infrastructure and ecosystem behind them. GameStop does not have like a digital it does not have a digital identity. But, but the, the best it has is Game Informer. They're but working on it, but on good it. luck, good luck. I, you know what? I would, I wish them all the best in the world, but they are going to, they're going to lose money on this, and it's just going to be another nail in their coffin. And if in five years I'm wrong, then I guess I sound like an idiot. Well, I mean, they already bought out Electronics Boutique, so they knocked out the biggest single competitor. Um. They've reduced basically, in, in, as far as I can tell, unless you go with a private, local comp, uh, local business that's that's doing this, it's pretty much GameStop or, or nothing for used game sales. Um, or you got to do eBay or Craigslist or something and, and deal with something you don't know, can't see, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I think they're in a good position. For right now, and I think they're in a good position to market themselves as a brand, at least, into the future. How valuable that brand is going to be, don't know. So they've been doing this. Uh, I think I read that they've already been piloting this in 200 stores. Um, do you guys know when, when is this supposed to roll out to the rest of the stores? Um, Soonish. I don't know. I, I'm I also no interested in what the price point is. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, so at this point, I mean, the details are a little thin. I guess maybe we'll see when uh, when it gets closer and they start talking about it a little more. 
All right. I don't know where Matt went, so maybe I'll just uh, push this. Uh, so Facebook. Did you guys see? So they, they bought Instagram, and now there's all this stuff about a Facebook phone. They've released this camera app that seems to be sort of like Facebook. What, what's the deal? Have you guys played with any of this stuff? I haven't. I'm neither. I'm neither uh, I mean, Joy, you're a photographer. Maybe you should talk about this, but it's, I feel like all those Instagram things, I don't understand them. They seem pretty shallow and silly. But that's just me. You guys moved that along very the smoothly. I, that was impressive. Yeah. I will look, I'm deep. I put a. I put. I put an old looking timey. I put. I make my pictures look old timey with this like sepia filter. I'm sweet. All right. Check this out. So their whole purpose is to allow you to share your life. Your life can be broken down into moments of visual and audible. Moments. <laughs> they are moments of of video and audio captured. Basically, what better way to capture those moments than with their own application? My they. Yeah, this is starting to sound like the uh, the weird, right? Uh, th- that movie with Robin Williams. Um, <laughs> crap. I'm gonna uh, let you simmer on that one, but. They, I noticed the Facebook app itself updated quite a while ago, and we made fun of them quite a bit because it added another app to it. Uh, besides Messenger, you then got the Facebook camera. And then after everybody made fun of them, they got rid of it. I don't know if that's why. Correlation, causation, I'll take it. So uh, now it looks like they're bringing it back, but not. maybe they're mad at us for making fun of them, uh, not for Android. We also, there, there's a lot of pieces that kind of go with this to make a bigger story that they, some people are saying, you know, we're, we're just going to have our own phone. Uh, didn't they purchase parts of, what was it, Opera? People have uh, suggested that they might swallow Opera software for its browser and its ability to dynamically insert advertisements into web pages. Uh, which is an ability Opera itself acquired when it bought AdMarvel. Uh, Facebook, which is not creepy or stalkerish at all. At all, right? <laughs> <laughs> you use it for free anyway. What did you expect? Yeah, let's just completely alter the web to whatever our advertisers see fit, and we'll do it right through the browser because we have a proxy server that runs everything. So that's not only faster, but it's operified. So we can all have a falsetto and scream really loud and sing Barbara of Seville constantly because that's what everybody thinks that we want because we have opera. And you know what happens when the fat lady sings? Just saying. Yeah, we all get Google Plus. The stock price goes down. <laughs> there you go. There. There you go. There you go. I'm not going to tell oh, you which Oh, the bell one. is back. All right. Facebook would obviously want to develop email messaging and social apps in-house, and if it's going to start logging phone calls and SMS messages, uh, as Google gave itself yeah, permission to start cool. doing back in March, uh, then it will need custom dialing software as well. It might decide to scoop up one if the existing alternative application store, such as SlideMe, uh, to add functionality to the Facebook app recommendation engine. It's all just coming together in one giant impervious silo. So, uh, a Facebook brush, as Baidu calls its own downloadable Android build, could be made available for the most popular handsets alongside the existing Facebook applications for Android and the iOS. 
uh, is that this is just going to be another thing that people complain about. Like, God, look at all this Facebook bloatware. <laughs> get this off of my device, Facebook. I'm telling Face you, bloat. this is going to turn into the next AOL. It's getting there, huh? Prodigy, AOL, and then... Well, no, pop. but I mean the thing that everybody loves yeah, initially, yeah. And, and then everybody has to have initially, Yeah. and then everybody's on it, They turn no longer cool. People rapidly... So the early adopters move to something else, and yep. then the rest of the mass slowly moves. And they rapidly turn on itself and eat it from the inside out. And there's still those diehard old schoolers that still refuse to get an email address that doesn't have anything but <laughs> at AOL.com. At any ISP. I mean, that's just silly. Come on. Come on. Come on. So, do you think phone, yes or no, around the room? Eric, Facebook phone, yay, nay? Uh, I... Yay or nay that it's going to be good or yay or nay that it's going to actually come out? That it's actually happening. Yay, nay. I'll I'll throw in a, a half-hearted yay. All right, Joey, yay, nay. Oh, it'll happen, and then it'll crash and burn, but it'll happen. All right, Seth, yay, nay. Yeah, yay, but it'll be stupid. Yay, I fully agree with what. Although I all could, of you I said. could. The only thing I could see is, I could see it being built just for like teens, and then it being successful at that one age group. That's right, all right. It's that one. Daddy, 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 give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. If not, I'm going to throw I the can't biggest... I can see that happening. No. No. Oh, no team's going to get a Facebook phone. You don't even it know. It's so stupid. It's not cool anymore. Your parents are on Facebook. <clears throat> well, and if they do, that'll just, like we mentioned earlier, add to their 59% of the smartphone market share number worldwide. This is uh, according to this report over at... And Gadget, who probably sourced it from somewhere else, who sourced it from somewhere else, but they are almost at 60%. Uh, the report originated from the International Data Corporation. In a statement, the IDC says, quote, Android finished the quarter as the overall leader among the mobile operating systems, accounting for more than half of all smartphone shipments. In addition, Android boasted the longest list of smartphone vendor partners. Vendor? <laughs> vendor partners. Samsung was the largest contributor to Android's success, accounting for 45.4% of all Android-based smartphone shipments. But beyond Samsung was a mix of companies rent what is that word retrenching themselves or slowly growing their volumes. Uh, in the same report, the second place for the most widely used mobile operating system went to Apple. iOS third place to Symbian, fourth to BlackBerry OS. What's a BlackBerry? Uh, fifth to Linux and the sixth. Good old Windows Phone 7 bringing up the rear where they now, belong. Speaking of that whole thing, <laughs> speaking I had of an the interesting rear. Uh, experience this past week in my uh, my daily life. I, I was jumping into the elevator to go to work, and there's a woman in front of me, one of my coworkers in front of her. I said, how to my coworker? And he was checking this phone, and I was checking my phone, and this woman in between us was checking her phone, and she said, and I said, oh, you have an iPhone. You're outnumbered here. We both have Androids. And she said, oh, you'll switch. And I said, oh, no, 
I won't. I do a weekly podcast called Attack of the Androids, and we are coming for you. Is that when the alien, like, detached from the back of her head and tried attaching to yours? Actually, she tried to hit me in the head with an apple. Oh, and she said, who farted? Gross. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so no, but she was all but convinced that the product would make me convert. Of course. I'm pretty much convinced that no, it wouldn't. That's because that just goes to show you the deep-seated, intrinsic, commercial, consumerist need that we we base our lives on material objects, and those of us who have the shiny ones, we we feel like we're higher and mightier than those of you who have the not shiny ones, and that's a good feeling. And companies capitalize on that very feeling, and that's a sad, sad place to live. I'll tell you what. Uh, in a happy place to live, Cyanogen Mod has. Hit a 2 million unique Android device milestone. <laughs> Round of applause. That is a... Yeah! Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, according to CM Stat Tracker, Cyanogemon, the most popular third party Android ROM around, has just reached its 2 millionth unique install. Uh, granted, half of them are still unofficial installs, also called Kangs. But this achievement still means that CM has doubled its user base in little more than four months. That is awesome. I think it's all those uh, CM9 uh, ROMs that I keep seeing coming out. Um, because because Ice Cream Sandwich is such a departure from right. like, version 2 variants, once it, once it hits, people are more willing to give up their Bluetooth or their camera, like some, some certain functionalities just to get it. And I go on the forums, and I for one device, I'll see like five different versions of CM9. So it's definitely become. I I think that's probably uh, the the biggest contributor. Yeah, yeah, Joey. I was just gonna say thank you, Cyanogen Mod, for several great variants on the Android OS. We all owe you a debt of gratitude. For sure. Um, Yep, and also, just on the second subject, a shout-out to all the boys and girls at XDA Developer Forums. Uh, between the two, uh, a lot of custom roaming and troubleshooting gets done, and I don't think any of us that have ever loaded a custom ROM have ever done it without the assistance of either the Cyanogen Boys or the XDA developers. So kudos to all of you. Shout-out from the AOTA family to you. Yeah, and maybe not not even the, uh, the the assistance, just the vast amount of reference material that is there to read through. It, that is one of, if not the most important, useful resource uh, as far as this whole community is is concerned. Like, they, it, it's an amazing, amazing. I, I have the premium app on both of my devices, and I just it's. I check it every other day or so and just see, you know, what's going on. And that's how I know that. Coming soon to a Verizon Galaxy Nexus near you, 4.04. I'm still waiting. I actually, (laughs) funny little story, I downloaded the package because you can get it. It's on Google servers. They got it on Verizon servers. There's a couple links I'll throw them in the show notes if you want it. 
And you know what? I don't know. I'm sure it's because you have to be, I'm pretty sure you have to be rooted to get it to work, and I was not. But I, I was messing around in the recovery, and it just kept not working. So I'm just going to, I don't know if I'll root it and then try it or just wait for the OTA. I'll probably give it like another week and see. And I'm really hoping it fixes the Wi-Fi issue. I don't know if it's just me that has it, but this is the most annoying problem in the world. You you just you just blew my mind. You're not rooted on your on your GeneX? No, not at all. Not at what? all. Just chilling. You, so here. you don't use any any apps like Titanium or anything like that? No, I have all that stuff on my Droid X. I'm I'm trying. I was trying to just get a good solid stock experience for when I was writing the review, and then I just never unroot or never never went back and messed with it because it works so well. Uh-huh. I don't know. I it wasn't like. Hey, I'm going to rationalize this for you, but it, it wasn't like the Droid X where I was like, God, this sucks. You know, like everything I need it to do or wished it would do, like it's doing. So I haven't had that, that motivational urge in the back of my mind going, hey, it would be this much better if you did this because, you know, it works just, just fine as is. But if this update doesn't come out, I would imagine that that, that will be on my to-do list. So, all right. If you guys were wondering, the, uh, the we'll put a link to this in the show notes at attackoftheandroids.com, but uh, the numbers break down into 1,028,998 uh, official installs, 996,600 unofficial installs, uh, for a total of 2,027,596. And that's as of... Uh, how did this come out? May 29th, 2012, so sometime today. So, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, total downloads in the last 24 hours, 11,294. So, nice work. Like you said, uh, like Joey said, uh, great work over there at the, the CM group and XDA and Droid X forum. And, I mean, every other forum that's doing something awesome, like, Good job. <laughs> Keep on doing awesome stuff. So, uh, we saw the fake Angry Birds fraudsters. Uh, it's before we get into our app picks, they were fined seventy-eight thousand dollars. <laughs> These are uh, fake apps with malware in them that basically trigger uh, the victim's phone to send three, count them, three ah 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 text messages at a rate of seven dollars. Seven times three is twenty-one. So twenty-one dollars per person times. Uh, let's see how widespread was this infection. I'm gonna see. Probably. Uh, give me a number. Uh, uh, fourteen thousand downloads. So fourteen thousand downloads. It's twenty-one times. Uh, that's not too bad. They made a little cash. 27,850 British pounds or $43,000 is uh, the estimate of the 1,391 UK smartphone users who got bit. So, again, that's 1,391 users who got taken for (laughs) $43,500. I shouldn't laugh, but seriously, watch your phones. Would you notice if your phone was infected? Probably not. All right. Anything else before we do some app picks? Ladies, gents? 
Yeah, I would say that if if my phone were infected, I would notice because I watch my I actually look at my bill or I did when I had a cell phone bill. And I would be calling Sprint every month that I would see a weird charge on there. I don't I don't know, do you do you guys have just so much money to throw around that you're not actually looking at your bill? Yeah. <laughs> I, I keep my sm- oh, okay. I keep my phone and my smartphone separate. That's right. Business and pleasure, if you know what I mean. But yeah, like I get I have it set up to where I get the email instead of the paper bill cuz I don't check my PO box unless I know something's coming, but it uh it tells you right there in the email. Like here's the bill. There's like 5 of us on this phone anyway, like or not the phone, but on the account. So it's uh it's pretty expensive. They they make a lot of money from my family and my ex-girlfriend. A lot of money. So all right, at picks, Seth. I mean, I had one thing I wanted to say real fast. No, at picks, Seth. No, go ahead, Seth. Just, no, it's just, just, it's just you. Um, you know, as much as I love technology like that, sometimes it comes back to bite you. Like, I just, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, we're talking about Android, but this is Google-related. Is I had a, you know, I was using Google Drive, and I had stuff stored in there, and it just totally disappeared. Um, so I'd recommend you guys to not to also back up your... Uh, your online storage with like another backup. Three, you know I mean? two, one. And honestly, I, I think that's user error. <laughs> I don't know the case. I'm just saying I've been using this for years and I've never lost a document. You've been using but, Google Drive for years? Well, Google Docs. And then. Totally different. I was putting it in my desktop. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I don't know. My desktop folder. And it went in the trash, right? And you emptied the recycle bin without looking. I bet that's what happened. Yeah, but then they. So what you're <laughs> saying is you used. A cloud service, sort of like downloading a game on Steam. And now, <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's the deal. You know, I'm just His safety like... valve blew, and he lost pressure. <laughs> no, I have, I have, I have like I three backup myself. solutions, right? I have my local backup, I have my online backup, and then I have this backup. But the problem is, is that I wasn't doing local backups or online backups on my Google Drive. My that Dropbox is a problem. Folder. Yeah, so I'm just saying, uh-huh. people. Backup, do local backups of your Google Drive and your Dropbox folders because you never know how the syncing is going to work, right? I'm, maybe maybe I did delete it or something, Matt, right, accidentally. I, don't, I know I haven't because I haven't looked at that folder in forever. But maybe I did delete or something. But my, my assumption is that there's a backup, right, somewhere, but there's not anymore. Seth, can so I explain just... to you in, in the extenuous case when you assume what happens is that you eventually make an ass out of both you and and me, I know. But okay. Google Drive does keep a, a backup of everything you delete if it gets synced. It's supposed to at least. It better you go into your trash. But anyways, so that's just a just a public service announcement for everybody. Do look click backups. that report an issue link. What's that? Where's I my do. resume? <laughs> keep your uh, keep your local backups intact. Of everything, even your clouds backup storage stuff. Eric, will you get on the horn and call Vic Gundotra and ask him where Seth's resume is, please? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Vic! Yo, Vic! <laughs> we got him tied up nah, here in the basement. He's sleeping, sorry. <laughs> he had a late night of questioning. Oh, so, oh, question. Before app picks, we completely forgot. Eric, give us a Google versus Oracle update. Can I have the uh, the the ticker sound, please? Update. Okay. Oracle cool. versus Google. Over to you, Eric. Perfect. 
All right, so uh, the verdict came in, I I think, within 24 hours of our last show. Yep. Which was kind of... Uh, uh, kind of irritating, to be honest with you. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> I would have loved to have talked about this uh, back then. Yeah, for but, sure. But um, basically, Google was found to not have infringed on any of the Oracle patents. Nope. Therefore, I, right, basically no phase three, no damages phase with the current jury. They've all been let go. Right. Um, but... We, we could still go into a damages phase if the judge rules that APIs can be copywritten. Uh, we're still waiting on that ruling from him. But if not, then all Oracle will get is the uh, statutory damages, which would be determined by the court. And that would be the, um, I think, like a hundred and something thousand dollars thereabouts. So, Eric, under how, a million, I think how much of a waste is this going to end up being for Oracle? Oh, we don't know yet, because I can guarantee you, whoever loses, that was my power going out. I guarantee <laughs> you, whoever loses, oh boy, <laughs> this uh, this case will um will be appealing it. All right, Eric, so app pick, go. We're gonna see more. All right, okay, Eric, app, app pick, pick, go. Uh, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't know if uh, I don't think this has been done yet. But if it has been, I'm sorry. A uh, woot watcher. So if you want to buy Joey's crappy $49 refurbed 800 megahertz tablet, then, then you can do so using the Woot Watcher oh, app, shit. which is uh, uh, it's a staple. I mean, for, for any new install I do, I put Woot Watcher on there. Um, you can see regular Woot. You can see Woot shirts, all, uh, all the different things. And the most important feature of it is um, push notifications that – uh, are extremely helpful when they're doing a woot off, which is where they like sell item after another uh, over the course of like a day or two. So there it is, Woot Watcher. It is free, but uh, I would recommend that if you use it, donating to the um, to the app developer because it does cost him money to run the push notification service, and uh, you know we want to be nice and support them. So, well, and as with as with all of our Android uh, development friends, you should uh, if you like something, you should support it for sure. Yeah. And that's coming from the guy yeah. that does uh, monetary um, hugs. Yeah, that's right. Group monetary hugs. All right, uh, Seth, epic. Mine is uh, it's called Swords and Soldiers. It was part of that um, because we can, you know. Sale on games because on we may store. because we may that's it because we may, um, and it's a fun little RTS. It's like, I mean, it's kind of like a quirky. I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's you know you you mine gold and you send soldiers out, but it's also like side scrolling, so it's like a weird side scrolling RTS. But it's it's pretty fun. I don't I've only played a couple levels, so it's not all that deep. I'm not that deep into it. I have no idea if it's like a super strategic game or not. But it's it's a fun game for the. Half hour I played it. Very and it's cool. cheap right now too. It's like a buck ninety nine or something. So it's a better game. get up on it, live listeners. Get up on it. All right. But how much virus does it come with? <laughs> now with more <laughs> virus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. All right. All your Android are belong to us. Us and our ponies. All right, Joey Epic. Okay, I. This may have been done before, but I haven't done it. Barcode scanner. Uh, 
finding this to be extremely useful. It's a classic uh, cop out. Yep. On on more than, oh thank you yeah uh, on, on more than one occasion and I'll tell you what I got caught because I didn't have it on my phone somebody oh. asked me to check to see if the QR code worked oh. I couldn't do it that's the worst so, you're like that was that you were born for that moment and you just failed I Joey. Yeah, that was that was like my Joseph if, if somebody had been photographing that for YouTube that would have been my epic geek fail moment Josephina. Unacceptable. Hang hang up your Android hat. Get out. <laughs> We're... Kick him out of the hangout, please. You can't hang out with yeah. us anymore. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> by the way, for those of you that are Wooters. Um, Wooters. <laughs> yes, Wooters. Uh, uh, you need to go to shirt.woot.com. As soon as you've heard this, it may be tomorrow by the time you, you read this, but you really need to go get this. It's amazing. Um, it's a T-shirt about how we don't have enough red ink to fix the internet. That is 12 awesome. bucks free shipping in the continental US. We anybody that has ever tried to grammar check or spell check somebody else's web page or Facebook post, particularly Facebook post, you need this shirt. I'm just saying. That is so fantastic. All right, uh, me, I'm going to go with uh, an app pick I actually reviewed over on GroovyPost.com. I did a, a review of the top five free uh, NVIDIA Tegra Zone games, uh, some awesome, awesome games. But one I keep coming back to is Zen Pinball, and I'm, I'm just playing the free table. I, haven't, I don't have any money right now, so I haven't bought any of the, the cool Marvel tables or the, the RPG tables or anything like that. Just playing the free one. But it is so fun. I, I don't, maybe it's because I am like a real pinball fan and virtual pinball, like Metroid Prime pinball, Kirby's pinball, and I've loved all of those uh, pinball games. So, uh, yeah, if you have a Tegra tablet, I, I recommend uh, checking it out. They also, I believe, have versions for the non-Tegra devices. And I'll tell you, just neither here nor there, but something I've noticed is if you play a lot of different Tegra games, like from the Tegra Zone, they make the Prime really unstable. Like, I feel like I almost have to reboot the Prime in between each different game. Otherwise, like halfway through, I get the screen glitch, it flashes, and then dumps. And then there goes my game. So just something to think about and i am curious if you guys are uh, experiencing that email show at attack or uh, hit up our site and uh, send us a contact form or, or twitter or facebook or whatever there's there's multiple <laughs> a multitude of ways to uh, contact us so reach out and uh, let's have a discussion i'm curious to see what you guys think so alrighty, zen pinball well thank you gents it's been a pleasure as always every week attackoftheandroids.com slash live. Got a chat room there. You can join us. Please be sure you're subscribed in iTunes. Write us reviews. And hey, tell your friends about the show. Am I talking to the listeners or am I talking to my hosts? Who knows? Tell your friends about our show. When we do this... Well, you know, ask me why I probably sound like a Cylon right now. Why do you sound like a Cylon right now? Because you're telling your friends about our show? Because I'm sharing something about Attack of the Androids on Google Plus right now. That's right. We have a Google Plus page. We have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter account, AOTA Podcast. And all of that stuff is at our site, attackoftheandroids.com. 
and you guys can check out the rerun of this video on our live page for the next week until we do our next episode. Yes, Joey, you look like you were going to say something. All I was going to say was, by your command. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.